What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to He's on Fire podcast, an impromptu podcast for us, really at our normal start time, though. But happy everybody could join us on... I don't even have the words to describe what we just witnessed today with the Arizona Cardinals and the Raiders. One of the more crazy games that I've seen, been a part of, was able to enjoy, wasn't on the other end of it. It was something that we needed, man. I I don't know about y'all. I needed that win after what happened to the Suns, after what happened to the Cardinals meltdown last year, after Arizona State last night, which I need to get into with Herman L., Edwards, as in loss, uh, that was something I needed. I was getting ready to prep an article that was all about the doom and gloom of Arizona sports, and and here we are. One of the more miraculous finishes to me, in my mind. I enjoyed the hell out of it. We're gonna be enjoy. Uh, we're gonna be uh, joined by SD Experience. He's a Raiders podcaster. We're gonna get that side of things tonight as well. So looking forward to talking to him. But we're gonna chop it up the first few minutes. Stay tuned. try to share it out and everything and and this is always happening one of the wildest weirdest game we ever witnessed we get to talk about today and we're not on the receiving end of it i mean first and foremost that's awesome uh amit jay wh- what did y'all think uh you know i mean this i at the same thing i i'm still in shock about what happened i'm still trying to historically placed this game against like other Cardinals games, like the most craziest games. Like the only thing in this era with Cliff and Kyler is like the Hale Murray, but that wasn't like this. Like there was like five or six plays that were just more than five or six. There was, there was just so many plays, so many like penalty calls that changed the game. And I know we're going to get into it, but this might be the craziest Cardinals game I've ever seen. I don't, I don't know. It might be that and that and that Bills game. I talked about it with Joe on the Cardinal rule. That game was was back and forth too. Like because yeah. we went up with like two and a half minutes left, and then they yeah. went up with like forty seconds left, and then we came we came back and did all that. AZ Sports it was guy, a big Alonzo, Westville. It was a Big What's Twelve up, game, and and Joe is in the house as well too. Yeah, that that's exactly what it was a Big Twelve game. But this wasn't like that. This was come from behind and. And I think somebody on the broadcast said that this was the biggest Raiders meltdown too in Raider history, being down yeah. twenty, uh, being up twenty nothing. I, I need to confirm that, which we will with SC when he gets in here as well. Jay, what did you think, dude? Uh, so after the That's first cool. two quarters, I was absolutely over this team. I'm like, this is going to be a long season, <laughs> and I just don't know how I'm going to make it through sixteen weeks of this. You know, so I turned the game off. Uh, I chugged like a beer or whatever. Went, I went to my mom's, hung out, had dinner, and I threw the game on. And it, it was right when uh, the third quarter was picking up for the Cardinals. Uh, it was uh, when the Raiders got to uh, uh, 20 zip. And uh, all of a sudden, Kyler just flipped the switch, and the defense was looking good. We were playing tight, and uh, Kyler was just pushing the pace and moving the ball forward. And I'm like, we're not going to catch up, you know, one tap, one touchdown after another, one risky throw after another. And it was just like coming into full fruition. And that ending play, I just saw Carlos Dansby again. Uh, yeah. With, with Byron Murphy grabbing that, that fumble. And he was just off to the races. And it kind of have ended more one of the craziest games i've seen 
just a Cardinal game in general, like games that come up to mind is uh, the 2015, uh, you know, oh, Carson Palmer sling against- Larry Fitzgerald on the side. And, and then before then, the Carlos Dansby fumble. So, like, now this is up there for sure in, like, game time victories. I'm like, I – like, this game is just absolutely wild. There's so much to get into. Yeah, this play right here. Um, and how about Isaiah Simmons coming up with the big hit what? that knocked it loose, exactly. huh? Yeah. Like, of, of all the things – Adrian Wilson right there? Yep, Adrian, Adrian Wilson goes crazy. I loved watching all of these right here where the whole team was just going nuts. Like, look at that. And even with all that, Byron Murphy almost dropped the ball before he scored. Dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, dude. Like, this game had every element of, like, if if you were making, like, a TV show and you were going to be like, let's try to find, like, all the craziest things you could do in in something, like, they tried to do that in, in this game. Like, let's go for it on fourth and one and not get it and still win the game. Like, let's go for first and goal and go all the way to fourth and goal. Let's and have the, Kyler run around for 18. Like, the whole thing was just insane. And then y'all, y'all saw, y'all saw Adrian, hold on. Y'all, y'all saw Adrian Wilson right here, right? Right, right there, there. In the suit. Right there. In the yeah. suit. Look at him. Now watch him. Watch in the background. Watch him in the background. He's going to come. He runs all the way. Wait for it. Right there. He runs right into the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even but, go to the but the play before this, David Collins caused a fumble. Like he broke uh, coverage and stuff, and uh, he right. missed that. And then he came from behind and he knocked the ball loose. But the Braves were coming. And, and uh, yeah, go. No, I was gonna say two. I, I don't know how many plays before that, but who dropped the interception? We had a pick. Jalen like, Thompson. A couple plays before. Yeah. Jalen Thompson dropped a pick. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. it was just crazy. Then Marquise Brown caught that beautiful dive from Kyler. And then uh, that corner, uh, I forget who it was, but he made a great play on that. uh, Just crowned to to the hands, made him drop it. But, like, there there were so many heart-dropping moments and just in the fourth quarter alone. It was was unbelievable. Barehanded. He just went and grabbed it and snapped it. Man, and, and, and West know, was like, yeah, he almost pulled a Deshaun Jackson. And, yeah, and you know that that play where where Hollywood Brown it got punched out or you know he dropped it. DeAndre Hopkins makes that catch like ninety nine out of a hundred times. It's a great yeah. play. Yeah, absolutely, and, he does. And 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 we brought and I'm gonna, like we brought Hollywood Brown here to be the number two because he's not a number one; he's a number two receiver, right? Um, right. he should be playing the role that AJ Green's playing right now. So once hopefully we D hop back, it's gonna change everything. But I mean, you know, I'm just pointing that out because if people are saying Hollywood Brown should have caught that, I'm like, that's a that's a real that, that's for the 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 one percent of wide receivers yeah. to make that catch. One did see this. and two, it was a great play by that corner. Uh, that, like that was safety, great... whoever it was, but he came up and blew him up. And you, you know, it's funny it in, because though. all these what's that? You got to bring that ball in, though, dude. He just turned blindly. You got to bring that in. There's no time. Yeah, he didn't have time. He caught it all the way out here, and he's just like, "I'm going down. It's cool." Then, oh, dude, D Hop caught the hail Murray like that. Like, yeah, yeah D Hop's got different him. hands, though, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Did y'all see this? Yeah, a guy. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Gets hit right in the face. What? It was by. It was by a Raiders fan. I mean. Oh, Don't expect God. too much more. One more time. One more time in slow-mo. But you see most of the Raiders fans are like, like, Kyler's that dude. I mean, can we, can we get into that part? Can we talk Let's about go. K1? I think this was – I think this was a bad look for Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler bailed him out multiple times with bad play calls. And Kyler runs around for 20 seconds to get a two-point conversion. Kyler makes magic after magic after magic. And he is that dude. Uh, Jackie said it best on the Cardinal Rule on the postgame analysis. That's why you pay him $250-plus a year or 46 yeah. a year, whatever it is. That is exactly why. So... It's good to see that that money was 
invested in a in a, in a good area and not somebody like Jordan Phillips and a bunch of other bums that were out there like Chandler Jones, which I also want to get into. This is why you pay the man. Talk about the K1 magic, y'all. Whoever wants to start. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I, he he has more guts than anybody that I that I know. I mean, considering his size, like we've seen quarterbacks like Jake Locker, some of these guys that are like real physical, big specimen type quarterbacks that don't have maybe the same skill, but they have the same warrior mentality. And Kyler is just different, bro. He, he's different. And and when you're talking about the play calling part of it, um, I so I, I I have to look at the play calls again. That that uh that fourth down play, the, the Hollywood Brown play, like yeah. he had Zach Ertz open in the middle. He had a couple guys. So I don't know what his first read was, but I don't know if so. Th- this is what we need to figure out. Is Kyler making these throws on fourth down? The one, the you know, the, the, the deep fades to um to uh AJ Green and to like Hollywood yeah. Brown in this situation, or is he just not taking the check down, or is he not just running? Because like that's what's creating all this havoc is him running. No, you're. I, that's what I've been saying. We need to lean into that, right? We need to yes, lean sir. into it. Let's move the pocket. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's not try to make him a stationary quarterback because that's when we get in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't right. like. I, I, how many times have we seen in the last three years, four years, whatever it is, with Cliff, that we we are throwing beyond one yard on a one yard play? Like when we need one yard, we're throwing fifteen yards on the field. Well, how many times have yep. we seen that? And we, we haven't converted it. Too like many, so times. many times, or or we need to get in the end zone on one yard, and we're throwing, we're throwing. Correct, right? Fades, corner routes, like whatever it is, like it just. So I don't know if that's the read uh, that Kyler's taking the play calling, um, but you're right. Like, and I'll I'll get to like my because I have a really big point later on when we get to it. But yeah, I think the, everything changed when Kyler started getting out of the pocket. That's when everything mm-hmm. changed in this game. One hundred percent. What 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 do you think about the K one magic that you saw today, Jay Boldy? Uh, so yeah, in the first half, uh, like that was straight Cliff uh, scheme, dude. It was stationary. Not just Cliff, but, but Vance Joseph too. Both. Of oh them. yeah, Vance Joseph too. Yeah, we'll get into him, but uh, offensively, um, yeah, the whole first half was Cliff system, and it was like the stupid like uh, run down the middle. Like throw like a screen pass, uh, go go for the big play on third, and then like closing out uh, on fourth and just ending up ending up punting it and stuff. And that happened with like three, four uh, consecutive possessions. And I, I I would think that at halftime, Kyler said something or Cliff said something that's like like let me try something, do whatever because uh, just opening in the third quarter, Cliff. Uh, Kyler took over and it looked like he was more poised. The offensive line looked a lot more uh, jittery and more like on their feet. Greg Dorch was brilliant today. Uh, like he was. I told you, he man. He's a fantasy up. football steal. I know. Steal. Dude, you're on it with Greg Dorch, bro. But uh, Zach Ertz was being utilized more. Uh, like uh, they weren't even co- covering Zach Ertz uh, majority of the time. Uh, we were running great screen uh, passes to Greg Dorch, and uh, Kyler was actually utilizing his legs because he knew he was able to. And uh, and Evan, if you could pull up the two point conversion uh, a play on that, Twitter, yeah, it's a just, good call, and, good call, and just have it playing. Uh, like he brought like for like four straight possessions, he marched the ball down the field, he controlled the clock, we utilized the run. Yeah, yeah, Connor went down, and uh, yeah, he didn't mm. return for the rest of the game. But Daryl Williams uh, took over. Eno Benjamin was able to, you know, put up yards as well. And we just basically controlled the clock the whole second half. Like, to start with, um, like, after the second quarter, I mean, uh, like, we only had, I think, uh, 10 minutes of possession, and uh, the Raiders had, like, like 23 24 at that point so like the the whole time just shifted over and then right here uh this two-point conversion play right here he had the ball for uh for 20 seconds here and he was able to manipulate uh this d line from doing jack shit and he's easy run in dude 
God, you love that, you love to see it. That's what Kyler does best, man. And uh, AJ Green, yeah, he dropped a lot of balls, but Dude. he caught the one that counted. And that's, he, I mean, I mean, he like, caught the one that counted, and that's what mattered. I mean, we were watching the end of the game together before we were going on the post game show, and we were talking about that, and then totally like freed himself of of any any doubt and everything. You know what I mean? Uh, and totally redeemed yourself. That's exactly <laughs> what he did. But yeah, dude, this is the stuff that I'm talking about with Cliff that I'm so tired of. Like, dude, why in the absolute hell are we throwing these screenplays to Fitz, to AJ Green, to these slow dudes? Like, does anybody remember Hollywood catching one? Yeah. Joe, do you, do you do you remember? Did did we throw I mean, I know we did a couple screen passes to the uh running backs. Did we throw any screen passes to to Hollywood Brown? No, I don't think we did in this game. I Ahmed, think would you mind turning your 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 mic down a little bit? We can we sure. can hear ourselves echoing through. Um or maybe do that little check mark box or whatever. But yeah, I don't think we did. Like, why aren't we doing that? And and me and Jackie were like, dude, throw it downfield. The very first play of overtime, throw it downfield to Hollywood. Couldn't even like, couldn't even do that. Like, just well, we didn't. Have, he didn't have time. There was no time. <laughs> Joe just said, Ertz, Ertz has a screen pass. <laughs> but yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, he yeah. had one in work. Yeah. Yeah, corner phase with with yeah. This is the stuff that we're talking about. We got all the way down. The time that we had down, we should have kicked a field goal, so we wouldn't have had to go right. for this crazy two point conversion. Um, it was second and one. Second and one, we do three straight stupid ass plays instead of just some sort of HB dive in the middle. Yeah, granted, Connor wasn't there, but y'all, I like what I saw from Eno. I like what I saw from Daryl Williams. Like it they was good to see Daryl Williams really hard. They both ran the ball ball really hard, and they had. Yeah, uh, I know. You know, had a couple good runs. I think he had another catch, and then, um, yeah, and then Williams had that big run. Yeah, uh, it was it was fun to watch that. It was fun to see Zach Ertz get the ball like he should. How many targets did he? Have? I think he had eleven targets and eight catches and seventy five yards. Like, I'm I'm glad I kept them on my fantasy team and didn't get rid of him because I had a feeling he was going to be a huge target the whole year. But can we give props to the defense and Vance Joseph in the second half? Yeah. I I'm trying to figure out what they did differently. I, it felt like they just showed more effort. <laughs> like, I don't they know made a, they, they made adjustments. They they made did they, they did something. They made adjustments. They they held them to three points. They did something. No, they did something right. Like I I I have to go back and watch it and see what they did. I mean, look like so I'll, I'll get into what I think. So I think this team's identity is creating havoc everywhere all the time um so like on offense that's kyler being just kyler just being the like his ultimate self on defense that's utilizing the athleticism and just the pure playmaking ability and just the the opportunistic ability of buda baker isaiah simmons zavin collins jalen thompson all those guys right like i mean byron murphy picking up the ball with one hand just running it in i just so like that's the sort of thing all right and all of a sudden we're seeing, okay, these guys are just swarming in the in the secondary. The problem is we don't we don't know what we're getting from the, you know, from a that was in like man coverage or zone coverage with just a, like a like a normal blitz, not like anything jailhouse blitz or anything like that. But I, this I feel is like Mike, this Mike, team... Mike Evans and Tom Brady, by the way. I just thought it was cool and I just saw it and I wanted to share it with y'all. Yeah. That's, That's cool. Um, but yeah, I think this team is their whole identity is havoc. You don't know what to expect especially in the secondary. Um, I think that, that that's what we have to lean into moving forward and just be absolutely bonkers off the wall with everything. Hey, they played well, that secondary. Devontae Adams, two receptions, 12 yards, and that short touchdown, which yeah. was a which was a pick play, which was less about what Devontae Adams did, and it was a pick play. Yeah, it was it was a total pick. It was, should have been offensive pass interference, for sure. So... Kyler Murray does what we all thought Kyler Murray should do. Defense makes adjustments. I saw great things from Rashard Lawrence and a few things from Lucky Foto, yep. which really made me feel good about it. JJ Watt, Watt he had a couple plays, but he was there and he was double teamed, which is what we all yep. said what we needed. We needed that double team. That's and y'all, Chandler Jones, non existent. DJ Humphreys held him. Like a motherfucker, dude. He and beat him. Yeah, yeah, man. And beat him. 
Yeah. And he he had I think he had like one pressure, but he has zero sacks this season so far. Yeah. We're used to and that. two tackles today. Yeah. And no tackles for loss. So we're used to this, Chandler Jones. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, I don't know how good the Raiders team is. I don't think Derek Carr is in the top third tier of the quarterback. I think he's like mid tier in the in the second tier, you know what I mean? I don't know how good this Raiders team is. So I don't know what this means for us other than it's momentum. It's a win. It, it was fun. It was crazy. Should we have been in that position to first place? We could have that argument, right? And I, I just don't know what it means moving forward. Am I getting too ahead of your head of myself? You guys think? I, I think this is the type of game that solidifies what this team is about. Um, I, I, these are one of those turning points. I know it's really early. Like what I typically say is you don't really know a team's identity until like week four. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say like, I kind of know what this team's identity is. And it's really Kyler being the offensive offensive steward. And then the defense has to be, it's, it's all about the secondary and the linebackers. Like, you know, whatever we get from pressure on the front line, we'll get it. But like the biggest impact plays came when Isaiah Simmons blitzed. Or, um, you know, like like the second somebody from the secondary linebacking course showed up and made a play in the in the backfield. Um, I'm still worried about tackling with this team. Um, yeah, I will say, what's that? No, I agree. Yeah, the, I mean tackling. Like we were getting tackles in the backfield and they were breaking it for ten yards. So something's going wrong there. Um, we have to get better at that. I, you know, I thought. I thought the game was over on that PI call, which I don't think was a PI call. I thought it was BS. I thought that was the guy was not able to catch that and up turning into – I think that was Thompson third on? down for the Raiders. What's that? And Jalen Thompson on? Uh, was it Thompson? Or I, no, it was Marco Wilson. It was Marco Wilson. No, the one I, I like faintly like, remember that one. So that's what set up the field goal to put them up to 23-7. to seven. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that play I thought was bullshit. I, I thought that the, the ball was like at least five yards in front of the player. There's no way he was going to get there, even if. Yeah, I thought it was un, uncatchable and over his head. But, I mean, yeah. he did drag him down, but I thought it was uncatchable. But he dragged him down after the ball hit the ground. So it was just like, you know, uh, like, uh, anyway. So I mean, I there, was, that there, that was, there was calls on Connor, too, when he was down. Like, they came in, and they were, like, throwing Connor around left and right after the whistle. Oh, they hit him in the head, and they picked up the flag. That it, like everything that could go wrong did go wrong for us in the first half. Unfortunately for our, our special guest who is about to join us right now, everything went wrong for their team. And I'm really curious to hear about what he thinks went wrong with the Raiders, where they are moving forward, where they are now, that kind of thing. We are about to be joined by Eric from SC Experience. Salute, man. Thank you for joining us. I know it was a, it's a rough day for you. Us Cardinals fans, we've been on the receiving end of those far too many times. It's nice for us. Sorry for you. Um, but really enjoyed my time on your podcast. If anybody uh, wants to check them out, SC Experience on YouTube. I'll drop the link here shortly as well. Um, Eric, what happened in the second <laughs> half? Like from the Raiders perspective, dog, let us know. Hey, that. They went totally against my key takeaways. Remember yesterday when we did our our, our preview and we had those three key um, uh, three keys to victories. Well, they went against my keys to victories. The number one thing I said was run the ball effectively. They ran it in the first half. They did a little bit of balanced offense, which was working. We twenty it was twenty zip, <laughs> so that was working. I don't know why they went away from it in the second half, and it really limited us. Um, you really seen. Um, Kingsbury and, and, and the Cardinals really make a lot of adjustments. And I would think as the Raiders, you would adjust back. I don't see any of that. They continued to go against what was working in the first half. Um, on top of that, um, what went wrong again is I talked about coaching yesterday. And the coaching yeah. was bad. I, and honestly, um, it, it sucks that we're the ones receiving all this <laughs> because of you know, we had high hopes going into week two. We just thought it was a little bit of a, you know, they need to time to gel and a new system. They just needed week one. That was the jitters against the Chargers. And coming into the Cardinals, you would expect more, which you've seen in the first half and then the second half, none of that. So, in all honesty, they just went away from all those things I talked about that we could win the game, right? And then the crazy ending 
Um, in my opinion, you may call me a little bit biased, but uh, I think the ball touched the floor when AJ Green caught it. But that's just me. But I could see why they didn't overturn it because there wasn't too much to look at, right? Um, it was kind of hard to overturn it. So, of course, they got it. Uh, but besides that, I think it's just coaching and going away with what was working in the first half really got us the, the loss in the second and, half. And if you weren't a little bit biased, I don't know if I could call you a true fan of your team anyway, so we respect <laughs> that. But, Eric, thanks again for coming on. Uh, welcome to He's on Fire podcast. Uh, you're with Jay Boldy, Amit, and me, Coach Evan. Uh, everybody hit the subscribe button on this. Please like it out, share it, all that fun stuff. Uh, links below if you uh, choose to donate to the podcast to keep us going as well too um i'm at jay what i know you guys have some questions for eric over here um so yeah what do you got yeah i mean that i was more worried about that that byron murphy like tossing the ball away at the end of the game than i was about the aj green but we've seen enough aj green putting the ball on the, yeah. on the floor a lot enough in the last two years so that's not a surprise to us but you know um i, I was gonna ask you did you think that pi play the one to um that Marco Wilson got called on on that third down play. Uh, was that a PI or not? The one where you guys got it and made the field goal to go up 23-7? I, I honestly think it, it could go either way, right? Um, a part of yeah. me thought no, the, the unbiased side of me. And at the end of the day, it, it really looked like the refs were really not so good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. throughout the yeah. game for both teams. So in yeah. all honesty, um, even regardless of, of if I think if it was a PI or not, uh, I would say no. But um, at the same time, you know, we didn't take advantage after that. We didn't score a touchdown because at the end of the day, um, looking at all this, yeah, as you can see there. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, let yeah, me see it again. I don't again. know about that, champ. I don't know. That was that's uncatchable. Yeah, it, it, it looks like he tripped Eric. up. Yeah, it looks like Mac Hollins tripped up there, causing the cornerback to also fall. So I wouldn't really consider it P.I., in my opinion, just taking the bias to side, like I said. Um, but, you know, like I said, there was some calls on our side that should have been called as well. But at the end of the day, uh, like I said, we could say it kind of dictated the game a little, but it didn't really – Yeah. He's, well, he's kind of draped over him a little bit right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess that left did, hand. Yeah. The left hand, I believe. The left hand yeah. of uh right and the right corner. there, it looks like Marco Wilson's yeah. arm is that underneath him. So so I, I I can see how you could call that. My thing is is that he falls right there the at the, the what, what is that? The the 17 yard line yeah. and the ball lands at the uh, nine. nine. Yeah. It's not catchable. So but you know what and, and, I mean and that's what and that's why I don't consider it a PI because uh, it was an uncatchable ball. It was way overthrown, way overthrown. You know, I gotta admit, yeah. Derek Carr was overthrowing a lot, so I can't defend on that part. But in all honesty, if the ball was closer, that was a full blown PI. But because the ball was overthrown, I would say it shouldn't have been considered a PI. Well, I, I mean, the re and I see what Joe's putting in here in the comments. The reason that I thought because the Cardinals had momentum at that point and it was third mm -hmm. down, mm -hmm. and if if they go out of there and, and, and the Raiders punt, it changes the whole game because you who knows what oh, happens, yeah. right? Then you guys get the ball. You don't score, but you get the field goal. And, and luckily, the Cardinals were able to stop you. I'll say that we got lucky because you got the ball first and goal at the seven and not at, like, the one. Mm -hmm. So it makes mm -hmm. it a lot harder to score from that position. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, like, I for, to me, I felt like that's when I thought the game was over. Like, I was like, this mm -hmm. game's over. Like, they got this. And that, I think that was, like, uh, was that late third quarter? Um, that was and like, then even yeah, after that, we go down and it was yeah. that. No, I think and it was like we, mid third we, quarter, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. And then we go down with uh, in the in the early fourth quarter, and then we go down and we don't score. We get four chances, uh, or we we just don't even get the the first down to get a chance to score. Mm -hmm. When 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 Evan said to your point, Evan, we should have kicked the field goal at that point. That that made mm -hmm. more sense than going for it there. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like, let me ask you, Eric, do you think? The Raiders choked, or the Cardinals just played played, played out of their, played out of their you, minds. You know, I, I I think I have to give a lot of credit to Kyler Murray. Um, he's yeah. been a guy that I knew coming into this game, he wasn't gonna be no pushover just because of his ability to get out of the pocket, his ability and mobility, his athleticism is a key factor in his game, right? Um, I I I I have to give credit to you guys adjusting. I have to give credit to where credits due. 
Um, you know, for you guys to not have DeAndre Hopkins, and we all know the record with Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins is not so well. He really did make sure to put the team on his back. And, you know, for that, I give a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of credit to the Cardinals. Um, where I think overall what happened towards the end of the game, I think we beat ourselves. And this is what I'm saying when I say we beat ourselves. The play calling at the end, right? Um, we made you guys get turnover on downs in overtime. You guys missed the, missed the fourth down, right? We get the right, ball yeah. back in great possession. You would think a team that has been running the ball pretty decently uh, when when in earlier in, in the game, you would think we would run it on first down, right? Get a little bit of yards, get a push forward. But instead, Derek Carr audibles into a pass, causing, yep. you know, the chain of events, uh, pass, pass, pass. And then, you know, of course, the hit on Renfro, which actually uh, later on I, I found out, I don't know if you guys seen this, but, uh, Renfro's getting checked for a concussion, so it was pretty bad at that moment. Um, mm -hmm. Why he fumbled? He was already a little bit dazed. Um, so because for him to fumble on back-to-back -back plays is very unheard of when it comes to Renfro's game. Um, so that's just yeah. something I wanted to put there. But Damn. towards and the end, like I think 15, we. Yeah. I was just gonna say real quickly. There's like 15 things on that last play of the game that people looked at because mm -hmm. one of our guys tried to rip the helmet off of your guy. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. remember that? Like that was yeah, a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was just so much chaos on that last play. It was that too much, yeah. Yeah. And your guy almost let go of the ball right before getting into the yeah. end zone. I was kind of yeah, hoping. Yeah. I was like, please, 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 please let go of the ball. Come on. <laughs> but no, it, it didn't go that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah like, Jay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Eric, like uh, you mentioned, one of the key uh, tidbits that you mentioned was uh, the run game. And last season, uh, we were atrocious when it came to defending the run game. And uh, right away, the Raiders started uh, pushing the pace with Josh Jacobs and just uh, uh, checked down and up the field, and it was really working. And it was just weird how they just strayed away from that. I don't know if it was to get uh, Hobbs and uh, Devontae more involved. Like, I, I don't know the exact direction. It, that's always been my biggest problem with McDaniels, like, in the, in the past, uh, especially with him with the Patriots and the other organizations he's been in. This is kind of like an ongoing thing with him. Um, uh, going into week three, I don't know who, who, uh, who y'all play, uh, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee. Okay. What you've seen the last two games, do you have faith in McDaniels going forward? Because he has a track record of kind of thinking outside the box, but it usually kind of ends up uh, on the worst side of things. And then, uh, my follow-up question is what are your feelings about, uh, Chandler Jones? Uh, going oh. forward yeah uh, we let's start uh, with Chandler Jones start with Chandler <laughs> Jones please because I I told you my thoughts of him like I didn't think he was gonna touch Kyler Murray once yeah. I thought he was fool's gold for y'all talk to me about him and your probably disappointment when I tell you he's getting he's one of those players that is getting the most bash in, in the last few hours he, he seriously is um uh you know Chandler Jones you know I would have loved him. I was talking about a revenge game. I was like, damn, Chandler Jones is about to go out there and get Kyler Murray, hopefully. I was like, hoping, hoping, hoping. And then you look at the game and you're like, where's Chandler Jones? Is he on the sideline? Is he hurt? But he's out there and he ain't even doing anything. So I'm like, damn, come on, Chandler. When you have somebody like Max Crosby on the other side, you would think a pass rusher on the other side would have the ability to get through. And you hardly even seen it. So for Chandler Jones to do that, I think, in all honesty, we overpaid for him. I think he robbed us as far as week two goes. And maybe I'm overreacting, but I really think he robbed us from our money in our cap space in the last two weeks. Until he shows me, I'm going to continue thinking like that. So I wish Chandler Jones had his revenge game, but he was non-existent. And at the end of the day, I do think he's a little overrated. So that's yeah. what we, that's what we'll, we'll tell you that. Like, He'll, yeah, he'll just absolutely. give you three or four weeks where he gets all his sacks for the entire season. And then the rest of the rest of the weeks, maybe a couple tackles for loss, maybe yeah. you know, something that you see a tip path. But he, he you're only gonna get like four or five good weeks out of Chandler Jones out of the whole season. Yeah. And to add to that, like I think a Chandler Jones is, is good for your guys' system. I mean, Max Crowley, yeah, yeah. I mean, that dude that dude's an animal. So if, if he like if Max is still doing his thing and Chandler Jones can at least uh, collapse the pocket a bit. I, like I think that would do a lot for you guys just in general. But if you're expecting the sack machine, the all-time sack leader in oh, yeah. Arizona, Chandler Jones, you're not going to get that. And that was our issue 
uh, past uh, week one because uh, he had that five-tag game against Tennessee, and then the rest of the season, I mean, he just wasn't doing anything. And it was just J.J. Watt every now and then, and it was uh, Golden, uh, Zach Allen and our, our other kind of, you know, sort of scrubs in a yeah. sense. So, like, Jer- Chandler Jones is always going to bring the pressure, but he's, he's not going to get you the sacks like that. So, yeah, uh, just for, you know, the future references. So, I think he is sort of worth the money, but it, at the same time, it, it's where your expectations are. Yeah. And, you know, it, what you said, Eric, earlier when, when, uh, when Evan had the stats up, like, you guys only had 80 yards rushing, right, on, like, 20 or something carries. Mm-hmm. So, I know, like, maybe there was a couple good runs on those, those yeah. initial drives, but I feel like, the Cardinals did a pretty good job, and we did a pretty good job last week too mm-hmm. against a run. I feel like, you know, yeah. I, I think maybe this year we're going to be better against a run than we normally yeah. are. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to say because there's a couple times too where, you know, we caught Jacobs in the backfield, and our yeah. poor tackling let him get like a ten yard run. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of like the plays that they already made. So, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But how, how do you feel about the Raiders this season? Like, what, what uh, do you feel like? Are you confident you guys can make the playoffs or, or, or uh, more than that? It, it's tough, right? Um, you know, it's a, I seen a stat. It's like 12% when you go 0-2 in the season. Yep. It, it's a ridiculous amount of percentage. Um, I think as of right now, I'm trying to take, especially after this loss, I think I'm taking it week by week. I can't really fully say no more. If we were 1-1, yeah. one one, I would probably give you a better answer as far as yes or, or no straight up, right? Um last last year right we had adversity um the rug situation stuff like that john gruden situation it was a lot yeah. of turmoil and that happened in the middle of the season and we had a losing streak of about four or five games that i could remember and we were throwing in the towel we were throwing the white flag but then we came up and ended up making the playoffs a lot of these players that came from that team last year uh they know how to fight through adversity so what i say is it possible to make the playoffs yes am i expecting to make the playoffs I hope so. The hope in me wants to, but the way it's going, like like a little bit of what Jay said as far as Josh McDaniels, and this this is gonna tie in the earlier question because I don't want to skip it. The, the Josh McDaniels situation. I'm taking it week by week with him too. Um, I'm not fully sold on him. I think um, when people get it a little bit mixed up with Josh McDaniels, right? When people say, "Oh, he's a proven coach," SC, he's a proven coach. He's a proven offensive coordinator. He's not a proven mm-hmm. head coach. When he played in Denver Broncos, we all know how that went. It went horrible. He even talked about in the press conference uh, this year how he learned from it, but I haven't seen him learn from it. (laughs) His coaching hasn't been the best. Uh, The team has been unprepared, and that falls on the coach. And at the end of the day, um, until he proves it to me, I'm going to say I'm a little worried with Josh McDaniels at the head coach helm. So I would say hope. I hope the playoffs. Will it happen? Possibility. Am I a little worried? Yes. <laughs> Most of these guys are, are are coordinators. They're not head coaches. I'd even yes. say our head coach, we don't even know if he's actually a coordinator, good coordinator. He's, <laughs> yeah. He may be a better just offensive mind and coach rather than a coordinator. But, okay, if you could change – if you want to change your coach or your quarterback, who are you changing first? Oh, that's a tough that's a question. Oh, that's a good question. question. Oh, that's and, a good and, and, and you're upgrading one of those positions, right? Yeah, you're like you know, it's, upgrade. it's an upgrade. You know That's what? A good question. I'm gonna go as of right now, as far as week two goes. I know we haven't seen the full potential, Josh McDaniels. I will say coach, and this is the reason being, right? Uh, I think to make it to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, you don't need an elite quarterback. You've seen it multiple times in the past, right? Um, an elite quarterback would be cool too. But if you have a head coach that prepares your squad knows what to do at halftime, knows how to adjust throughout the game and make sure your team is prepared as a whole with a good scheme and making sure everybody's in line in a good locker room, you have the capability of winning any game. When you have a dismantled coach that hasn't been really proven, you kind of show it, right? As you can see with Josh McDaniels right now, he it doesn't look like he's got the team under his belt. He says he does, but he really doesn't. And Carr is not an elite quarterback. When people tell me, oh, why can't he be like Lamar? Why can't he be like this? I'm like, he's not Lamar. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron. We could go down the list. He's a good enough quarterback to do just enough to win. That's just what he is, and we should accept that as as a Raider. Um, And that's what a lot of Raider uh, fans don't get. Um, They want, oh, oh, we could get Lamar Jackson next year, you know, in the draft. That's not how it goes. Not, Not all draft prospects end up turning out good, right? 
nope. so in my opinion, I think head coach. Uh, for me, it would okay. be head coach as of right now because I think Carr is good enough to get us there, but he's not elite uh, by far. No, I mean, I I see it both ways. Like the what you're saying, like look at Matthew Stafford, right? Like he went from Detroit mm-hmm. to the Rams with better offensive weapons, better coach. Um, and you're able to maximize his potential. I, I'll still say the Rams got lucky, though, um, yeah. with some of the plays in the games and then who they played in the playoffs and then, you know, all that. Shit, but the Rams way, like, got lucky this week against the Falcons. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, they came close with that, dude. Yeah, way close. But, yeah, my point is, you know, yeah, I, I, you you can do it both ways. Like, I think, like, you can, you can build around a, a particular type of quarterback and build a system around them with a defense, or you can just get – you know, if you're lucky enough to get somebody like a Lamar or yeah. a Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, I mean, that's then you just build it around them. Like, that's what Andy Reid, the, the, the way they played before they had Andrew, uh, Patrick Mahomes with, um, yeah. what's his name? Uh, the guy from the Niners, Alex Smith. Um, Alex Smith, yeah. right? Played yeah. a totally different way, switched up their entire offense for him. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they got to what, two Super Bowls? So, yeah. Facts. Um, Eric, mm-hmm. the cards come off a of week one and just get absolutely embarrassed from top to bottom. Uh, you guys have a tough fought game with the Chargers, and then our opponents played each other on Thursday night, right? Uh, we got to see the Chargers uh, completely cough it up, and some people want to talk injury to Justin Herbert and all that, but they coughed it up to the Chiefs. So both teams look beatable. Um, now go into this game with the Cardinals uh, kind of upsetting you guys. And and I'm sure you've heard the, the biggest loss in, in franchise history or uh, <laughs> comeback loss down 20, nothing for yeah. you guys. Um, where do you stand with the Arizona Cardinals? Are we better than you thought worse? Because I don't want to call you out. I want to call you out a little bit uh, respectfully, of course, but you did say you thought that you were going to blow us out. So, so I, I got to say that, but, after seeing them and seeing the adjustments that were made, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals moving forward and their potential? Yeah. I, I, I like you said, I did think we were going to beat you guys convincingly because on paper and the talent we have, and you guys having a lot of injuries and having a lot of concerns, you would think a team would, would take advantage of that and seeing the weakness, right? Um, which in the first half you seen. And then, like I said, in the second half, you did not see us take advantage right. of nothing. Um, so in all honesty, I think that the Cardinals are a good squad. I, I think especially when you guys are healthy, you guys are a contender. Um, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't say better. I think we're both two competitive teams. I just feel like you guys are possibly with this win. I think it's going to be really good for you guys moving forward. You guys have a little bit of questions answered, a little tiny bit of questions answered for you guys. For us, we got no questions answered. Uh, you know, and honestly, you know, in the first half, we thought we had our questions answered, but not at all. It's the same problems we had in week one, pretty much, except for this time it wasn't all on car. <laughs> this time it was more of the coaching staff. So I, I would say we're both competitive teams, if I were to answer it. Um, I think we both have a wonderful, amazing talent on both squads. I think Kyler Murray is is a very, you know, underrated quarterback, especially after this game. I was going to give him this game. To really prove to me that hey, he's he's Kyler Murray, he's that man, and he did. Um, you know, the fact that you know, a lot of people had a lot of concerns on Kyler Murray saying that he can't do this and can't do that. And I've been seeing it all over Twitter from my fan base and others. Uh, it's good to see a, a guy really shut people up. You know, you would love to see it. That's good for you guys. For us, <laughs> it, it kind of I love up. it, <laughs> it kind of blew up in our faces. <laughs> and that guy right there, JJ Watt, yeah, he caused havoc coming off of injury. So um, at the end of the day, I would say we're both competitive teams. We both have talented teams. I wouldn't say one's better than the other, but you guys got us this time, so I got to give you guys your flowers for beating us. Hey, and, you blew us yeah. out in the first half. You blew us out 20 to nothing in the first half. The first half, maybe turn off the game, bro. 29 to 3. But to add to uh, what you're saying, I like I think the Raiders uh, have like a really solid team. I think they can really make a push. I mean, Everyone had the Broncos being like second or third in the division. I just don't see that. And they look so, dokey. Yeah, 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 they look pretty bad. Yeah, so I like I think the Raiders are gonna be uh pretty steady. I mean, they might just uh turn it on and, and, and like in a couple weeks from now. 
I, I really haven't looked at the schedule. I don't know how hard it is, but our first six games are pretty like jam packed. So we're hoping for three and three to start with until we get uh, D Hop back. Yeah. And that's yeah. just really what we're going for. And I'm glad we're finally in the win column. But like, I think uh, for, for you guys from an outside perspective, I think the Raiders are in a good place. I mean, with all the questions with Josh McDaniels, I still think he's a very competent, offensive-minded uh, coach. I mean, he's proven it time and time and time again with the talent that he does have. I think Derek Carr, like he's not a lead, but I mean, he's up there. Uh, like he's competent as well. I mean, like he's in the group with um, uh, Damian Lillard. Or I'm not casting. I, I just I, 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 sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to stumble you there, but uh, I like Kirk Cousins and like. Carson Wentz when he's on one, you know, like, 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 he, like he's with those guys that are ones that can really like dish the ball. Uh, Apparently correctly. Joe Flacco this week. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think uh, you guys going forward, I mean, like your running back room is good. Your offensive line is one of the uh, better ones in the league. And then your defensive line, I mean, your two edge rushers can just cause absolute havoc in any given week so i really don't think there's any uh, anything much to worry about i think it's just overall poise and execution going forward with you guys yeah, this was just I a would, crazy ass agree. game bro just a this was crazy crazy. Ass. <laughs> and let's let's be honest these first two weeks of the nfl all around are some of the weirdest that i've seen i this mean I think the, passing, the passing yards leader is carson wentz right now because that's what we all <laughs> predicted and like number two is joe flacco yeah. Well, do, you guys, do you guys remember like I don't even maybe like 10 years ago when like in the preseason like the starting quarterback would play like three quarters or like you know he would play at least enough to get a rhythm now we don't see it so now what you're seeing in week one is and we saw it in with those those first nine games the early morning games um last last week where the quarterbacks really sucked all the ones that changed teams and then by the second half, they kind of got into a rhythm, and then those teams came back, and it became like a really interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, week of football. And like we just, I, I feel like we these two first two games are like preseason games almost. It, everything's feeling each other out, and I completely agree. This year and last year, more than any other year, especially with the added game as well, too. I don't know yeah. if anybody's putting a lot of stock into it, and the teams that do put a lot of stock into it, us last year, uh, the Bills and Chiefs right now, for example, let's see what they can do down the road if they get too tired, you know, if the burden gets too heavy. I mean, the Rams were not that good to start the, to start last year. No. They came on strong, and they they finished strong. And, and to your point, Eric, you guys had like a four or five game losing streak, and you still came back to to, to get the playoffs so it's a it's a long season but it's a short season all at the same yeah. time and and a lot of things can happen um and especially Jay, with more uh, wild card spots like and yep. like it, it just makes it more available for teams to make it in so you can start bad right. and still make it in and still make a difference in the playoffs yeah jay i wanted to go to you with something but i honestly forgot and i remembered my other question i wanted to ask eric <laughs> um your other big acquisition, Devontae Adams, two receptions, 12 yards. He had a touchdown that was really off of a pick play, so less about what he did and more about the scheme and how it was drawn up. Uh, thoughts on Devontae Adams and just was he held in check? Was it bad play calling? A little of, of everything. What did you think? I, I, I kind of I, I'm kind of waiting. Uh, when I seen the stats on him, I was like, dang, I would have thought he would have more catches. You know, I wasn't really paying attention too much to him because, you know, the camera angles when you watch the game are a certain way. Um, uh, until I get the, the all 22 film of seeing the overview, I could give you a better understanding of, oh, yes, sure. the Cardinals did their job to get away from him. But I did see a couple double teams on him. Of course, you know, you got to try to knock out the best, you know, receiver that we got. And, you know, I would say as of right now, yeah, you guys did a good job for him to only have two catches and his only um, good catch was in the end zone for about what three four yards it was a little pitch practically it was it was nothing too fancy it was one, it was, it was one yard because his longest okay, was one yard and his other reception was one yard so oh i, I was trying to give him a little bit of credit man <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, but and, yeah and i, I would yeah, just what? contest and say that maybe there was pi on that play uh, offensive pi you've said that twice back. now i'm gonna i'm gonna pull that up yeah can pull you pull it up, it up? I, have, I have to see it like I know, so is it like within five yards, right? Like you can make contact with a defensive back. Yeah, that was the Jalen Thompson one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got, like, it, I, got it, I got it, I got it right here. PI, but 
He he's up. Just, he's on the far end right now. No, so let's no, watch just that watch it inside too. receiver. Watch it inside receiver. Is it the Darren Waller one? No, that's clean. No, yeah, no, that's clean. Yeah, I thought to you were going to pull up uh, the floater to Darren Waller. I thought you were going to pull that one up. If, if you see it from another angle, he's grabbing him on the shoulder. You, I mean, whatever, like it doesn't matter. It's it's. I think that's <laughs> it within like legal uh, yardage of like you can do it, but. I'm just saying it just to be just to be uh, a grouchy Cardinals fan. <laughs> so, uh, but, sorry, but, I was hearing something else. I think there's another. When I saw this video, they were going to another another shot. So maybe there's yeah, there's another angle from from behind car. But I mean, I don't think like whatever. Like like he grabbed nah. him right there. I mean, nah. um, they're not going to call it it's so quick. What uh, what's the Devontae whole Adams like thing? Um, like. It, like in like when we have D Hop, he's basically our decoy, and so like uh, like last season, like D Hop will only have like maybe four or five catches a game, and then it was like Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore and AJ Green having the majority of the of the pigskin. So I like uh, in this game, like right out the gate, um, I, I forget the wide receiver name, like who was it? Hobbs for the Raiders. Uh, Which one? There's Waller. There's, there's Waller, Matt Collins, Collins, number 10 is Matt Collins. Collins, 10 is Collins. Matt Collins. Yeah. Collins, yeah. Yeah, they just kept on feeding Hollins, and then we're doubling Devontae. I'm like, okay, they're basically doing what we do. Yeah. And eventually, uh, we started doubling uh, uh, Hollins, and just uh, the Rock never went to Devontae again, uh, like, throughout the whole game. So, it, like, I was expecting Devontae to get some big-ass play on us because, I like he did last year. It just never happened. I was just waiting on it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what, Devontae Adams. I think that's what that's what happened, right? You know, I would have a better understanding once I go over film and see the wide view of how it happened, right? Um, mm -hmm. but you know, we kind of did the opposite of last week. I, I say that a lot because that's what really happened, right? Um, last week it was just feeding Adams, feeding Adams, regardless if he's double covered, they're triple covered. It didn't matter. And then, you know, we were calling for Derek Carr to look at his other receivers. And that's exactly what he did. He looked at everybody else and not much of Adams this game. Um, so, um, you know, I would say maybe he was drawing double teams, maybe triple teams. You know, like I said, I've seen a couple of times him getting double teamed. Um, so it kind of did help a lot with Renfro and it helped a lot with Waller and it helped a lot with Matt Collins, especially uh, getting some burn out there. So. I would say as of right now, I also agree with you, Jay, in, in that sense that, the you know, he was practically a decoy out there um, the whole time. Um, but like I said, I would I would give you a better answer once I see the the the, the film. Facts. It was it was a crazy, crazy ass game. My only take on yeah. that at the end is, is when I started the podcast, I said, um, and this is no disrespect. I just don't know how good or how great the Raiders are. So I don't know how much how much stock to put into this win. I mean, it's a great win coming from behind is great. It tested them. They were able to come back. They made adjustments. And those are the things that I'm taking out of it. But we've got to see a little bit more from from the from the black and silver from you guys. You know, I think next week's going to be big. You can't start out. Oh, and three. You know, you guys for sure can't start out 0 3. That's gonna be oh. that's almost a that's almost a dagger right there. But Tennessee yeah. doesn't look that good right now. I mean, obviously, we'll see what they do tomorrow night. I need Derrick Henry to go off personally. Um, <laughs> I'm just not a hundred percent sure how great you guys are. Are I think they could be an eight or nine win team, and that's kind of yeah. what I pegged them at beforehand. Is that where you're officially kind of seeing them right now? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, it's a good thing it's Tennessee, right? You know, we all know what Chandler Jones did to Tennessee. Uh, so that's a good <laughs> right, thing, right? right. Hey, right. hey, that's right. a good thing, right? Hopefully, And Taylor Lewan, their left tackle, came out afterwards and said, oh, yeah. he just gave me the business. He did this. He did that. I wasn't ready. Um, well, there we go. <laughs> so th but this could be this could be a revenge a game for Taylor Lewan personally. Yep. You never know. Yep. But hey, I hope it's the other way. Yeah, you ahead. know, there's a thing with Tennessee. If you guys watch them, they play up to their play up and down to their competition. Yeah. Like to like this, you know what I mean? So like we like the way they lost last week and I, or whatever, I forget, I can't remember how close it was, but I mean, they just they they play really good. So we'll see. Buffalo is getting 10 points in this game on Monday night, which I can't see any way that Tennessee doesn't cover that game. Um Tennessee just I is agree. too physical. Their 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 team is 
they have talent all over all across their roster. So I, you know, I, but I feel like they always play up and down in the competition. It's always close with them. So, you know, we'll, you know, it, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as a, as a limit. Especially shot. with like no AJ Brown and, and their receiving core is just pretty whack right now. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. And I'm curious to see what you guys do. I mean, the NFL moves on. Uh, Eric, do you have any questions for us, man, to talk about the, the Cardinals or what, what you saw or whatever? Um, you just want to get this taste think, out of your mouth now. <laughs> I, you, you know, I tried forgetting, man, I, of the game, but I'm not going to forget this. For I'm not even going to go live for a couple days, bro. That's how bad this this loss really hurts, and a lot of us are like that right now. Um, if you well, we appreciate seen, you coming yeah. on because we would oh, not yeah, of come course. on. That takes balls. Yeah, I, I told you guys, I told you he was probably the most non-biased uh, Raiders and Lakers fan as well, too. So, well, let's talk about Lakers just real quick before oh, before we all jump out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you are you looking forward to watching them? Do you think this is a competent uh, roster that they have with adding Dennis Schroeder, Pat Bev? They still got Russell Westbrook. I mean, do you think they're a playoff team next year? <laughs> hey, the Lakers Silence are is golden. Team. We love that. Hey, I go Boom like... shakalaka! Hey, those Lakers, man, uh, they're, oh my God, I hate how they're running things right now, but you know what? Uh, we've been lacking a lot of defensive help last year, especially, so bringing somebody like Patrick Beverly that could get into the opponent's head and bring in that fire, right? Um, I think of him like a Draymond Green, right, with the Warriors. You know, Draymond Green is not the superstar, not Curry or Clay, you know, the shooter, but he is the guy to over there. Uh, intimidate your 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 opponents and try to get in their heads and play physical and play that defense right and play a key role and that's what Pat Bev is going to bring to the team. What's getting me a little bit concerned is Westbrook once again because Westbrook is not looking too good with us. I've been saying this since last year, especially in the beginning, because I was I was already getting too stressed with them in the beginning. Uh, I, was, I when we got Westbrook, I was like bench him. His best way to be on the Lakers team is to be a six man. On the Lakers, mm -hmm. that's his best role, and I, I don't care. Yeah, and I don't care if Dennis Schroeder or Pat Bev gets the start, but don't have Westbrook out there with the starters because something with Westbrook is that, and we seen it a game last year, right? LeBron was hurt, AD was hurt, so Westbrook was the only um, ball dominant guy out there, and he put up pretty good stats. He got a triple double, he had thirty points. He looked like the Western Westbrook from OKC that got triple doubles. So, um. He's a guy that needs to be the only person with the ball. And when you have LeBron there, AD, and the fact that you're, the organization is coming out saying that AD is the guy that's going to be running around the offense, the offense is going to run around him, it kind of tells you, like, hey, put Westbrook on the bench. Let him come out with fire spirits, with energy, coming off the sixth man while LeBron gets some rest, AD gets some rest, so you at least have a ball-dominant guy out there. And now that you're bringing out these young guys, right, and the Lakers with Toscano and stuff like that, um, you're bringing in more firepower and the young guns because you always need young guns in any team, right? Um, so that's a good thing that they're doing. But I'm still a little concerned with how um, – I don't know how Ham is going to do it, the new coach for us. Um, yeah. He's never been a head coach, so that's something to really uh, monitor. Uh, but besides that, if they bring Westbrook to the sixth man, I think this team could make the playoffs. But um, if we don't make the playoffs again <laughs> – Wild um, shot! Do, can yeah. you imagine if 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 they started Patrick Beverly ahead of Westbrook after the beef that those two guys have, and how is that oh, going to work? Like, like off right, you know, or Schroeder, right? Like he played with Schroeder too, right? So yeah, um, I don't know, man. I think Pat, I think Westbrook's going to get bought out. I, I think I, I hope so. I, I hope so. Uh, Westbrook, and the thing is, Westbrook is is a little bit of a drama guy, right? A drama queen, you could call him. Yeah. Uh, last year. When he got benched towards the final minutes, right? He wasn't out there as the 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 um. If a game if we're down Closer. by like one yeah, point, yeah. right? The closing, the closing offense. There yeah. we go. That's what it's called. Um, the closing team. He got a little bit mad. You seen it? He 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 expressed yeah. that hey, he deserves it. And at the end of the day, he doesn't. I mean, <laughs> the way he was playing, hell no, I don't want him out there. Uh, but you know, he he caused a little bit of commotion. So. Um, there's going to be a lot of commotion, I think, already with Pat Bev on the team because the, those guys do not get along. I mean, I've seen yeah. clips of them hugging, but I think that's just fake love. <laughs> I don't think they're really buddy-buddy. I think it's fake love. So it's going to be interesting how they go about things in the locker room and how Ham handles this team. 
and hopefully it's for the better, right? Not for us. We don't. We don't wish anything oh, good yeah. on the Phoenix Lakers. Suns, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're our most. They're our most hated. Probably my most hated team of all time. So oh. I mean, I, I. But it's good to get that insight. I, I do kind of disagree with you on on the Pat Bev thing because there's so many times like he tries to get in other people's heads, and he ends up almost hurting his team even more a yeah. lot of the time. Like he unlocked Devin Booker when we played them against the Timberwolves this year. And when we played them in the when he was with the Clippers the year before in the playoffs, and Devin Booker's like, no, <laughs> no, we're not, we're not doing it. And he tries, and he tries, and he tries, and sometimes it works. Like this year, when they beat, who did they beat in the play-in game? Whoever they beat in the uh, play-in game, yeah. when when he was like crying, running, walking up the off the court, yeah. like in times like that, yeah, it yeah. does work. But I mean, it, it's just he, that's a twofold guy. I it, really it's wanted like an inconsistency, yeah. It's a complete inconsistency. I really yeah. wanted to see him play here in Utah where I live. Honestly, I, I, I wanted to see that for my personal amusement and enjoyment. Um, Jay, and Amit, you guys got any questions for him before we dip out of here in a little bit on this on this uh, victory Sunday evening? Um, no, you know, it's it's so early in the season to, to even ask, like, you know, the prediction stuff. Like, I know we do it just because we have to do it, but um, I don't think so, man. I think we covered everything. I mean – yeah, like I got all, I got all my Raiders questions answered. I, I appreciate you coming on because I know it's tough to come on after of a course. loss like that. Because uh, after we lost, um, when we lost to the Mavericks in the playoffs, the Suns did. I don't think we did a pod for like at least two weeks. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, really at least I did. I know I didn't come on. I know maybe yeah. you guys did, mm -hmm. but I did not come on. I, oh, yeah, I kind of feel better now just doing a couple days off because <laughs> yeah. that's how it's going <laughs> yeah. right now. Because the whole the whole comment section, the whole fan base all day today and every every Raider content creators chat was get rid of Carr, get rid of Josh McDaniels, screw this team, I'm done, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we were going ballistic all day today. So I think everybody needs to take a little rest on the uh, in Raider Nation yeah. right now. And I'm going to take a little days off probably till Wednesday or maybe Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got you to gotta reload and come back to it. Jay, you have any final questions? Uh, yeah, like basically what you said, I mean, like uh, those feelings is what makes football the most popular sport uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the U.S. And it's like once you lose, you feel like you're not going to win another game. And then once you win, you feel like you're unstoppable. And Evan said yeah. that a bunch on the spot. It's like the truest thing ever. That's I think like the Raiders are, feeling, yeah. yeah, like the, I think the Raiders are in a fine spot. They're just starting off, you know, sort of, you know, like rubbish and stuff. I mean, like you guys opened up with the Chargers. The Chargers are highly, you know, sought after and people have high expectations for them and they did what they were supposed to do. I think Carr just needs to, you know, tighten up the leash a bit and just, you know, do what uh, what he knows he can do consistently. And I think y'all can really make the distance. But do you have a Lakers, like, corner, like in your little – in your hub in your, in your studio or, or is it just raiders in the corner oh there? well um i have a lot of things actually i mean i could i could sit here and show you for a little bit but behind me here let me see if i could get out of the way because i don't know if you do laker content and you just like switch oh i i did like but corner. i kind of quit on them after they just quit on all of us so that that's oh, that's yeah. like <laughs> see too much of it but if you look at the beginning of my channel i did do a lot of laker game play yeah. by plays i was really invested in them but i'll bring it back once it gets closer you know to the uh, well, well, it's we'll actually have to, already close. Yeah, but we'll have yeah. to collab up and do a uh, the first Lakers Suns. We'll do a live a live play by play. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's it's all down there. Uh, I have a lot of things over here too, and I have stuff over there that I still haven't put up. I'm still trying to set up my corner because I do everything from my room. That's my little setup. I do everything through my room. So this little corner here, I'm gonna expand it. And if you see right here next to the thing, it's it's clear wall. I'm gonna put my Kobe yeah. stuff up and Lakers and all that, yeah. and then on the other side, I'm put my Dodgers and all that. So, I'm I'm barely setting. That's where up. we stop. That's where we stop with the Dodgers. Oh, come on, man! Right you gotta there. love we the Dodgers. Go no, absolutely. <laughs> Rejected. Hundred wins. <laughs> hundred wins. Oh lord, and and, and two hundred and fifty million dollars a show for it. But we're not gonna get into it. We're not gonna get into baseball right now. Eric, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, everybody, please like and subscribe to this. I'm going to drop his link in our description so everybody can see it. And subscribe to you as well. Please go over there. We appreciate you coming on. Cardinals fans, it has been a long, 
time since we've been able to taste victory. It has been a long time. <laughs> we needed this. We couldn't even have a W in the offseason. It was one thing after another. So cheers to you, Cardinals fans. Uh, we're going to play a little outro video. We're going to get out of here. But again, please subscribe. Please share this out. Like it. All that fun stuff. Hopefully we'll be back this week or next week and there's something like that. Catch us on azsportsunderground.com. He's on Fire Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Peace. And it is good. It's coming. Matthews. Palmer extending the play. Crosses the field. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is insane to the four yard line. Rattle looking, throws an alley. Oh! He puts it down. He puts it down. They're getting a little wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.